Good day, and welcome to another in the series of podcasts from the Investec Consumer Team. I am Alicia Forey, Large Cap Consumer Analyst, and I am joined today by Nicola Mallard, our analyst who looks at the small and mid-cap FMCG sector. We are here today to discuss how lockdown has resulted in changes in consumer behavior. So Nicola, can you tell us how you think consumers have changed? Hi, yes, of course, Alicia. Um, From March, we found ourselves in lockdown for over 100 days, which is longer than many of us might have initially envisioned. Now, during this time, we've been forced to make significant changes to our daily lives, including how we eat, shop and work, we believe may result in new learned behaviour and hence likely to continue even after the pandemic. So which behaviours do you think are going to stay with us? We would highlight that three are closely connected, how we shop, what we buy and how retailers' behaviour has changed. Then there is how we work, um, how the virus has changed our efforts around sustainability and in particular the use of packaging. And then finally, there's a renewed emphasis, we believe, on health and well-being. Interesting. Should we discuss the first three around shopping habits? Yeah, I'm not suggesting in any shape or form that food shopping was a joy for everybody pre-COVID. But it's certainly become a less attractive uh, chore now. The process takes longer with social distancing and it's now fraught with anxiety around the interaction with strangers. As a result, we've seen people shop less frequently, but with larger basket sizes, a switch to more local shopping, uh, but also a remarkable step change in the online shopping. Now, Sainsbury's recently announced in their results that the penetration had increased from 7 to 17 percent through lockdown. Then on top of that, there are all the other delivered options that we're using from local meat and vegetable suppliers through to meal kits such as HelloFresh. Now, with less frequent shopping, um, we're changing what we buy as well. So old fashioned formats have become more popular. So things like frozen foods and ambient foods, um, which are more versatile, have increased. But short shelf life chilled foods have seen demand fall. Um, Finally, retailers have also changed their behaviour through lockdown. We've seen ranges reduced by as much as 16% in some of the large grocery chains. Um, This has made it easier for them to keep the shelves stocked and in some cases also easier for manufacturers to to provide the product through streamlining production. The question is whether any of the delisted lines will ever come back. Promotions have also reduced by similar percentages, so food inflation is higher. Um, and Tesco's announced it's moving now to everyday low pricing as it lines up for a battle with the discounters through the anticipated recession. It's requesting price cuts from its suppliers. So in that regard, nothing has changed. Interesting. Working habits have been different for many of us in lockdown, ourselves included, of course. Do you believe that working from home will become more commonplace going forward? Yes, I think some of the stigma or cynicism, shall we say, of working from home is gone. You know, those knowing looks your colleagues would give you when you say, I won't be in tomorrow, I'm working from home. Um, In reality, many businesses have functioned very well with staff working remotely, better than most perhaps would have expected. Um, Some staff may have struggled with home working, so it's, you know, it's not suited everybody. But there are equal numbers who've welcomed the demise of the commute and who want to continue to work remotely for at least part of the time. Uh, We believe employers will be flexible in the future. Um, This will alter again how we shop during the daytime, the products we buy and the services we use. And there will be implications for some of the big commercial centres. Even for those that do return to workplaces, there could be nervousness over eating food prepared out of the home. 
This could affect the uptake in office canteens, as well as trade in city centre restaurants, cafes, pubs and sandwich bars. On a slightly different note, sustainability has been a big area of focus for FMCG companies, and in particular around their use of packaging. You have some observations here too, don't you? Indeed. um, Reducing the use of packaging, and in particular single-use packaging, is on everybody's ESG to-do list. Uh, And there's some pretty ambitious targets in place, but the pandemic, we believe, will set these back. Packaging has a clear benefit in a pandemic, safety. Um, It forms a barrier between the product and the virus. Um, You know, we've seen the introduction of some of these refill counters in supermarkets where you can take your own container, but there's clearly obvious issues around cross-contamination with those sorts of systems. Packaging can also help extend shelf life, which has been another helpful factor in these times. We also remark as well that the deposit return scheme, which will obviously planned for 2023 in England, uh, will potentially require a rethink. Um, this system was largely store based and clearly if less people are visiting stores due to online shopping, then it's possible that you know, the plan will need to change to accommodate that. Also, small local stores were supposedly going to take product back. Now, they won't even have the reverse vending machines, so clearly that cannot be considered safe now. Finally, staying healthy is something everyone is focusing on. After all, it's dictated all of the changes we've discussed here today. But other than avoiding the virus, you comment on the correlation with obesity. Yes, as we've had more data emerging about the virus, we know it is serious for older people. Unfortunately, we cannot stop aging. Um, However, there is also a known correlation now with obesity, and that is more addressable. Uh, In the UK, 73% of people admitted to ICU were either overweight or obese, and that was true across all age groups. Now, nearly one third of adults are classified as obese in the UK and a further 35% as overweight. So if the virus is something we're going to have to live with, then the drive to reduce the incidence of obesity will have to continue to be a priority. Um, Alicia, just Obviously, whilst we're on this topic, um, what's happening with the global FMCG companies? I mean, they're more diversified across geographies. Do any of my assertions here resonate with the experience of the crisis that they're talking to you about? Yeah, it's interesting. Actually, quite a lot resonated with me, particularly around uh, comments regarding range reductions. That's something that we've heard from the big soft drinks companies, food, alcohol, household and personal care. Not so much with tobacco, but they had a narrower range of SKUs to begin with. Also, the shift to online, that's something that the large companies think is permanent. So it's really necessary to scale up capabilities in that area if they haven't already. Uh, Although, to be fair, most of the large global multinationals have have done so. Uh, Less promotions, that's also a theme that we've been hearing uh, from the big companies. That's helpful in the short term of course, but once we annualize that uh, effect, I think it's unlikely to be a continuing tailwind. Um, Clearly, all the big companies are expecting consumer purchasing power to be under pressure uh, going forward as the economy uh, suffers from the crisis. Some other things that I've heard uh, from the big companies are around kind of behavior changes or or consumption changes. So, for instance, increased usage of cleaning products 
as a result of the virus. They expect that that will continue going forward. So it's not just a, a one-off um, uh, factor. And there's going to be more eating at home and entertaining friends at home, they believe. So they are needing to adjust their innovation pipelines, the way that they're marketing new products. So that is something that, that they're seeing as um, a, a sort of permanent shift in, in behavior from consumers around the world. Um, also eating out, that's something that you touched on in, in your comments. So for other markets that are further along the reopening spectrum, say China, South Korea, Italy, we're noticing that activity levels are quite depressed versus normal. So I would say something like 50 to 70 percent of normal levels of sales are being generated in, you know, out of home eating cafes, restaurants, et cetera. And that's not just capacity, that, that's actual um, revenue that the companies are generating from those channels. And the nightlife channel, which is not surprising, is even more affected by this. Um, in those markets that are further along the reopenings, nightlife is really only generating about 25% of what it did pre-crisis. And in many cases, that channel's not even open at all yet. So it's a big change for companies uh, as they operate around the world. There's a huge amount going on and the companies will need to address these new trends. Thank you, Nicola, for sharing your views with us today. And if you would like to hear more, please get in touch with your Investec representative.